This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer. We bring you these studies now on our homes. We're just getting started, just getting looking around. And it's such a it's such a, a problem. It's such a thing now that I don't know how to approach it. I don't know how. It seems like it seemed like we have waited too long. It seemed like our pastors and pra- that have gone on now over the last 40, 50, 60 years have opened the gate and let our families go out, go to hell. Let them just let them go out. And uh, we, we're trying to combat that now with just a little bit of what the Lord gives us day by day. And some of our folks have asked me, Pastor, speak to us, our families. We have young families here in this church, and we have young families out there in our radio audience. They have children, would have no leadership. And I know you can take them to Sunday school and do those things. I know that's good. But my friend, the home is where they learn. Their home, let me ask you, is your home a typical home? Is your home a typical home where there's nobody there when the school children come in from school and they come in and throw their book sack on the bed and go watch the television or go turn the computer on and, and look up the pornographic uh, websites and those things? Or do, you, or do they have any discipline? I know that we don't have the same conditions ahead when I was a child. My dad, when we came home from school, my brother and I, he had laid out something for us to do. My mother was at home. We usually could find a cold biscuit on the back of the stove and maybe something else to eat. But we'd go to the field and go to work. We don't have that anymore. But we would take off our school clothes and hang them up and then put on work clothes and go to the field. And we, we, I know it's not like that anymore. Most of our kids, children, don't have anything to do. They don't know what cutting the grass is. They don't know anything, hardly because they don't have the occasion to do it. But my friend, do, do we ever even talk to them? Do we ever tell them about the pitfalls that's out there? And then I know they see on the television all of the jumping parties and drinking and smoking dope. and all. I know they see all those things, and I know it attracts them to it. And I know that they slip around and do those things. I know those things. I know all about it. But my friend, have you ever did one-on-one to your son or to your daughter? Have you? Mother, have you ever sat down with your daughter and, and warned her of what it would take, what, what would happen if she has a, a illicit sex with some young man and has a baby to be born out there and out of wedlock and, and, and then to try to raise that child and you have to raise it while she's out maybe having another one? I mean, do you ever tell them that? My friend, that, that, the, that the Lord is not pleased with that kind of life. And then the little old child comes up and with no daddy and no mama. And we have these deadbeat dads. Many of our marriages falling apart now and before the, even the, the, the uh, dues off the rose. My friend, I'm telling you what we're facing today. I, I know it's discouraging. I know that. And if it wasn't for the grace of God, I'd throw up my hands and quit. But I can't do that. I have to try to warn you to flee. To flee, my friend, to, to turn to the Lord. Ask the Lord. Do you ever ask the Lord just to give you grace to bring your children up like they ought to be brought up? I know that I know that we don't have much discipline today, but I see children. I see three-year-old children in the, in the supermarket in a, in a buggy throwing a fit like I don't know what, my friend. Just mother can't do anything with them. And, and, and if they give them a good spanking in the store, some old bird over there will call the police and have you arrested. I know all those things. But, my friend, we'd learn it at home. You'd learn it at home. And, and, and it, you know, uh, I, I don't ever remember getting but two or three whippings in my life when I was a kid coming up because we knew, we knew that if we needed one, we was going to get it. We did. Same way in school, my friend. You, you'd be sent to the principal's office. You got a good spanking. And that, that, we just lost all of that. 
but we've also lost the love and affection for our children. We just jerk them up by the coattail now, as it were, and give them a, as soon as they get old enough to see over the steering wheel, we get them a car and get them money in their pocket, and they, 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 they go out to their honky-tonks and find someone find them something to drink. And I mean, I'm telling you, my friend, what we're facing. We're facing. We're coming down to that time, and the Bible says judgment time. What's it going to be, my friend? What's it going to be? Not only is your children subject to being imprisoned because of, of living that kind of life and all of those things, but you think about the reality of hell. You, the reality of hell. I told you in our last study, father, mother, dad, young dad, young mother, you, you let those children uh, do as they please, you're going to answer for it. You respond. You are responsible for it. You're just as responsible as if they made a debt and you got to pay it. They're making a sin debt, and you got to pay it. That's right. And if it ever dawns on you, maybe you'll take a hold of them. It's not too late. You start now. Just start right now. It's not going to be easy. I'm not telling you it's going to be a bed of roses, but you got to start. you got to be systematic of bringing them together somewhere at night, around the, around the dinner table, around in front of the fireplace or somewhere, and tell them that the Lord requires you to bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, to read God's word to them and to tell them to flee from the wrath to come. But we're looking there at the, at the uh, man being the head of the home. We get back into that uh, thing now. But what, what's a, what a wrong concept now that every individual has of a home and the place of the husband in that home. They have no concept of what the Bible teaches. The Lord God of heaven has placed man in that responsibility. That's not your problem, my friend. You didn't cause it. The Lord is holding man responsible for every action of his home, whether good or evil. A man's wife and children are either blessed or cursed by his actions. When a woman stands at the marriage altar and gives her hand in marriage to that man, she has forsaken her home for him. She has left everything for him. She takes his name as her name. She becomes identified with in every particular, and they become as one flesh. Therefore, every move he makes affects her. God holds him responsible for every move his family makes because he is the head. He is the head of that home. Now, you consider that. Let that soak in. I want to tell you, my woman, my lady friend, you consider a long time before you think about getting married or before you take your place in the home in obedience to your husband. Is he going to lead you to the Lord? Is he going to lead you to heaven? Or is he going to lead you to hell? Is he going to lead your children to Christ? Or is he going to lead them to hell? Is he going to take his place in that home as the head of the home? Or is he going to be a skunk? How is the wide, wide world any man can surrender that prerogative right of controlling his own home to anybody else? I just don't know, my friend. I don't know. Now, now, let me, let me say this. The mother and the dad are responsible. If the dad won't take the responsibility, mother, you take it. You take it. You, you, you take your children. The fact is brought out through the entire Bible. When God blessed Abraham, Sarah was blessed. When God blessed Isaac, Rebekah was blessed. When Achan stole those pieces of silver and that wedge of gold, the curse fell on him and his whole family. You remember that story? Old Achan stole a wedge of gold over there where he was forbidden to. He brought it home, dug a hole, and put it under his tent. And they found out that there was sin in the camp. And Joshua found out who it was, and they called Achan outside and told him what happened. He admitted it happened. They carried him outside of the tent, outside of the city wall, 
outside of the village wall, and they stoned him with stones, and they stoned his wife and his children and his cattle and his sheep and his goats and his donkeys and his chickens and his cats and his dogs. Everything that, everything that he had was, was condemned by sin, my friend. Sin, sin, sin. So we see what a responsibility that, uh, that we have. And that is, uh, listen, don't, my dad, don't shift that responsibility to your wife or somebody else and live as you have, please. No, God never intended for you to surrender that right to any church. Preacher, priest, mother-in-law, father-in-law, no. May God drive this truth home to your heart, my man. I'm talking to you. My man, I'm talking to you. It's you I'm talking to. You get mad, cuss me, write me, call me, whatever. Do whatever you want to. Fall out with me. I, I can't help it. I'm going to be true to your soul. You're the head of your home, whether you're responsible, whether you know it or not, whether, you, whether you're aware of it or not. That child that you brought into this world, or that, let, let's put it like this, you marry a lady, a woman that's got a couple of children, they're your responsibility. You assume that when you took her hand in marriage, you took those children. They're not her children, they're your children. You got you responsible for, you're just as responsible for their soul's condition, their spiritual condition, as you are for feeding them breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You're just as responsible for putting clothes on their back, but you're also responsible for their soul's condition. And you may not even uh, uh, ever dreamed of that, but you are. But listen, listen, I know that you are. And uh, how many of our folks have taken the road of least resistance, gone down to the bar room, to the honky-tonk, God never intended for those things, my friend. May the Lord drive this truth home to your heart. I'm talking to you, brother. I'm talking to you, mother. I'm talking to myself. I'm talking to the First Baptist Church of Algiers and just letting you listen in. Now, let's go a step further while we have a moment left. The husband is not only the head of his home, but he is the voice of authority. He is the voice of authority. How many of our men have a, let, let the woman assume the voice of authority. Oh, my friend, how many, how many have done that? I've seen it. I've seen it happen, and I've seen wreck and ruin because a man won't take the responsibility. It, it's nothing worse, my friend, nothing worse than I can think of than a pastor or a preacher being under the domination of his wife. She sits out there in the audience and, and, and nods her head or winks her eye or something. He cannot see. He can't go too far. He can't be true because he's got to check and make sure it's all right with her. My friend, you'd be better off digging taters if you do that. If you can't be honest and truth, if you can't hold the voice of authority in your pulpit, get out. Go to digging taters for a living. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't have it five minutes, my friend. I don't want to listen to a man that has no voice of authority in his home. Don't let the woman assume authority over man. In every circle, in every family, in every clan, in every state, in every nation, there has to be a voice of authority. The voice of authority in this city where we live is the voice of the government. The voice of authority in this nation rests in the government. In the home, God has invested the voice of authority in the husband. He didn't want to invest that authority in the wife or in the child, but in the husband. In Genesis 3.16, we read, And the husband shall rule over the wife. That's right. In other words, vested in the husband is a voice of authority. Many, many homes where I've been, the husband seemed 
never to care or even recognize that he was the head of the home. We get into that in our next study. We're running out of time now, but I want to slow down just a moment before we run out of time and tell you that my heart is concerned about your home, your family. Oh, my friend, I see, I see, that, I see the results. I see the results of our, our babies, our children, our little girls now 13, 14 years old having babies, having babies. Oh, my friend, many of them being aborted. How many of them are being aborted because they, they get into trouble, so to speak, and they get afraid and they go to some unscrupulous, un-God-forsaken clinic and have an abortion, my friend. Little old girls, little, little girls that ought to be uh, sewing dolls and making, making, oh, my friend, listen, this is what the old trailblazers are speaking about. I just wish I could have some effect on some of you girls. Maybe, maybe there's some of you listening. Parents, maybe some of you listening. If, they, if they're not home to listen, you get these CDs and play them for them at night. Let them hear that the old trailblazer is concerned about this old. As a pastor of this work, my friend, it's my responsibility to be true to your souls, mother and dad, you children. We, we, got, we got much to say about those things. But right now, we're just looking at the parents taking authority, the dad taking authority of their home and setting the rules, the ground rules, and then obeying. Have you ever obeyed your father, girls? But the old trailblazer, going off the air, remember my mailing address, the old trailblazer, post office box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Pray for me, mother and dad. You Christian people, pray for me. Would you do that? Write me and let me hear from you. Goodbye and God bless you. If you missed part of today's broadcast or would like a recording, the Old Trailblazer broadcast is now available for download to your phone, to your iPad or computer via podcast. Find out more about our podcast by visiting our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org.